Simpson. And Japan have gone absent without lead. This is Whitmore. Paul and Gale both available. It's still Whitmore. It is the reggae boys who take the lead. Greetings, football family. Happy Football Sunday. Welcome to another episode of Ball Chat Podcast. My name is Benton, one of your hosts, a part of the family, along with Kamon, Junior, Wagwan family. How are you guys doing? I am good. Um, I don't know how Junior feeling, but I, I am okay. Junior, Wagwan family, how are you doing, family? feel very defensive. You, you, you feel what? Very defensive. Can you hear me now? Yes. Nobody, yes. nobody not attack you, sir. Yes, then no one is attacking you. The man just running in with <laughs> Manchester City is still attacking me. What are you talking about? I, I, I'm having nightmares. The moon is rising and it's out there full moon. I'm okay. Oh my goodness. Come on. Um a junior seems like he's having nightmares of things that of a man city. What are you doing? Come on, what go on? Let's leave the defensive junior alone for a little bit. How are you doing, family? You had a good week? Oh, my. I mean, it could have been better. Um, but I'm ending, you know, we're going on international break, top of the table, you know. Um, so I, I, I can't complain. I, I have a couple of complaints, but that's later on in the show. But for now, I think I'm better than junior. Yes, definitely. Definitely better than junior and Manchester United. The bar is low. If you're better than Junior and Manchester United, come on. I mean, even West Ham is better than Junior and Manchester United. Um, football Family Ball Chat Podcast, all about reviewing some of the week's major news in the world of football. We're going to take a look at the EPL table, the lay of the land and the EPL at the international break. We'll recap uh, the Manchester Derby, get the, the family thoughts on the Manchester Derby. We'll also take a look at what happened at West Ham today as Jurgen Klopp is pissed off. Yeah, and he's very mad as, as, as he talked about a call that he wanted on Allison. We'll take a look at this Hubert Busby situation regarding the Jamaican reggae girls team as coach Busby suspended. Maybe he's out. We don't know. We'll discuss that later on in the show. We'll get ready for international football coming on as the reggae boys get ready for CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers. We'll look at the lay of the land in CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers. And we'll get ready for Jamaica versus El Salvador on, on Friday coming up. And we'll talk about that later on in the show. We'll wrap up with Yard Ballers. But we'll start off with Ballers and Bugs. Ballers being impressive players of the week. Highlighting those who do well. Come on. Ballers of the week. Who you got, family? Ballers. Football family, if you have ballers, send them on. We'll go ahead and read them out. Ballers, come on. Who you got? I have Arteta and Arsenal because they were in relegation, even though we knew that they would not stay there, right? It was like a pipe dream for us, wishing that Arsenal would get relegated. Um, but now they're fifth and they're sitting above. What is this? Um, Man I was going to say the, the big bad Manchester United. Should I pull up the table, come on? Let, let me take it back. <laughs> so Arsenal, they're now fifth and they were struggling. So Arteta and Arsenal really deserve a little bit of praise for kind of writing the ship. West Ham and David Moyes, um, not only are they in third place, but they handed Liverpool their first loss this season. But no, I don't know. Should we keep on calling him David Moyes or should we call him David Moyes? I, I don't know. David but, Moyes. Um, they have to get my ball as a, 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 
All right, come on, giving Arsenal and David Moyes or David Moyes. We won't be David yet until he wins something. Um, uh, Julian family, what do you got as your ballers of the week? Football family, if you're jumping on ball chat, welcome, welcome. Smash the like button. Go ahead and subscribe to the family. We do this every Sunday, 5 Eastern time. We talk uh, EPL, La Liga, anything in the world of football, we touch it. Junior, who do you have? We're in the ballers and bug segment. Junior, who do you have as your ballers family? My second week in a row, I'm going to give it to Napoli for, for leading the, the Syria. It's a league where nobody in the war wins still because Inter Milan, the, the fraudsters, them get found out and have, to, and have to clear out the money camp. Juventus dependent on one player and not one player gone to another side trying to be like Jesus walks all over again. So Who is that one player, Junior? Napoli said, I'm going to take it. So, I mean, I'm going to give it to Napoli because of the consistent player, right? Definitely. Yes. I, I can't pick out, honestly, I cannot pick out any one player, any one this, there. No, the man, them just are roll them ball and them only a player who is in front of them, right? Also, I'm give it to Zlatan and AC Milan. I don't care what nobody wants to Zlatan is 550 years old and the man is out there and is willing AC Milan to top, to top of the arm, to the top of the Serie A. Come on, kind of teeth with thunder still with, with the former um, David Myers, former manual coach that I wish was still at Manchester United. But we're going to leave it at that still. So I also have to give it to all the teams that grew some kahunas and get rid of some idiot coaches. The teams them that are out there, Barcelona, Norwich, Tottenham, Manchester, you all them not do it yet. Pending. All those teams that get up and fire their coaches and say, let us move on. And the new Afton Villa was soon talk about that to Dean Smith that I called earlier in the season that Dean Smith wasn't going to last long. So them, them get my ballers of the week for, for stepping up and making the right choices. Junior, you see, this is why people beat Manchester United now. You're giving your ballers of the week. You're giving teams ballers of the week for getting rid of the coaches. Why you have to bring Barcelona in that? Football club Barcelona in your thing. I mean, deal with your ball after week, family, and leave the big side alone, all right? What, what man you have to do with your Barcelona defense? You see why people are like Barcelona? Man, move up here, man. <laughs> uh, football family. Ballers of the week. Welcome to Ball Chat family. We're discussing ballers and bugs of the week. If you're jamming in, joining in, I see you running in, family. Turn on your ballers and bugs and, and smash the like button. Up the like button is a way to support the channel. Also, subscribe to the channel, family. Subscribe to the channel. My ballers of the week. Baller, actually, want to highlight the team out of the Netherlands, the one and only Ajax. Junior called them Ajax, but we're going to call them Ajax. I thought an impressive, impressive mini, mini run again from Ajax. What Eric Ten Hag is doing at Ajax, they're undefeated in Champions League. Imagine Ajax playing total football. As Eric Ten Hag says, everyone attacks and everyone defends. Big up to Anthony. Big up to the EPL. Reject Sebastian Hilaire, who's scoring goals for Ajax. So Ajax, everyone at Ajax, Eric Ten Hag especially gets my ballers of the week. Wonderful play again in Champions League as they book their place to the knockout stage of the Champions League as they beat the local idiot side, the South Swap side on Dortmund, Borussia Dortmund. Football family, if you have ballers and bugs, send them on. We'll go ahead and bring, bring them out. Bugs of the week. Unimpressive players. Come on, who do you have as your bugs of the week? 
Uh, Chelsea and TT get my bug um, of the week. I mean, I think TT got the game horribly wrong versus Burnley. And that 1-1 um, draw felt like a loss for us because we dropped valuable points. So I wasn't really impressed um, by Chelsea. And we can't play like this if we um, intend to win the championship. <laughs> Ooh-wee, Jesus help us. They can't, do they hear that? They cannot play like that if they intend to win the championship. I'm sorry. Hey, look here. Them, them laugh, they sound like bad mind laugh. I'm not like me never even hear it. Um, Barcelona also get my bug of the week because they were up 3 0 at halftime. Oh, you give up three goals. E? And you're the big bad Barcelona. Yo, Shavi, if you come in, come box out some people cross them feet because this is not normal. So Barcelona gets it and Chelsea and TT get it. And how can I leave out the big bad mighty Manchester United for wet in the bed? Versus a pep and a wounded Manchester City. Um, I have to ask the question every week. How is Harry Maguire still a Manchester United player? How is he still the captain of Manchester United? How is he still marshalling the back line? It was unfortunate, yes, because everybody, he has been playing well enough. Um, that was an you know, unfortunate own goal. But Harry Maguire continues to show us day in and day out that he is overrated and overhyped. And if he was not an English player, we would have, you know, he would not actually be in the lineup our captain, um, Manchester United. So Chelsea, Barcelona, and Manchester United. And Manchester United, specifically Harry Maguire. Come, um, Junior Bugs of the Week family, because come on, is running away with Harry Maguire. Rather they establish that he's bug, come on. Junior. Yeah, she can she can go with um go on with Harry Maguire, but <laughs> a lot of teams this week. I've started Jose Mourinho. Have you seen Jose Mourinho recent game stats and, <laughs> and, and drop leads? Do you ever think a Jose Mourinho team would be leading three or three two or something like that? And yeah. give up a late goal? We would that that is just unheard of, right? No, it's not unheard of. It's become the norm. Jose Moreno is a relic in football. I might be the last Jose fan to say that. But I'm gonna say it. Football has passed him by. Cholo seems to be losing it at Atletico at, at, at Madrid as well. How can you give up a lead? You don't expect that, right? So all of these teams that are that are giving away leads up with coaches that are are famous for for aggressive defensive football, have to give it to them. And we have a coach who are trying to save him job. If I still remain nameless, he's a big idiot coach. Him get him get bug, bug of the week too. And Mavigito, Mavigito, I gave them ball of the week for getting rid of them coach. But Aston Villa and Aston Villa fans. What the hell did you expect for happen? I said it here on this show. That they are the next one. Queen's Park Rangers. Remember? Me say, you don't go spend a bag of money. Get rid of, get rid of your, your backbone of your team. And bring in some little man with unproven. I'm going to care what nobody wants. Eh? You bring in some unproven man. And things say so you come running a big bad Premier League. And take man, get away from here, yeah, man. When you West Harden, West Erden. West Eden, 
Aston Villa owner, move for your man. Um, Junior, I can't even get football family. Welcome to ball chat. We're doing ballers and bugs. Um, if you have ballers and bugs, send them on. Ballers been an impressive players of the week. Bugs been an unimpressive player of the week. Junior, what did you say? You're beating Aston Villa for getting rid of the coach? No, for for the for the for the lofty expectation. Okay. It's a crazy, it's crazy to think that you're getting rid of Dean Smith because why? We're not playing good. What did you expect? It's a brand new team. Come on, guys. Okay, okay. Well say, oh dear, they have lofty expectation. Oh dear. Um uh CEO Pers uh Low at Aston Villa set the bar high and demand better. You see what's wrong with Manchester United fan base? Come on, I them alone to set bar better. Aye. <laughs> you, see, you see what with Barcelona fan base? Una set, una set bar and can't reach it. And yeah. I spend money and can't attain it. And now it, it come back and bite, you know. <laughs> it seems like that. Hey, come on, we prepare for a, goal, uh, a shootout today because it's the Barcelona shot against fire hard. <laughs> By oh, one, Mr. Junior. Ah. <laughs> my my bug of the week are Jose Mourinho. Simple junior highlighted already. This is Camon's big coach. Not good enough. Absolutely not good enough. You lost today to Venicia. Venicia. Is that a side or is that um what is that? Those blinds are the Venetian blinds. You lost to them. And and ultimately what is happening here is that they lost to Bodo 6-1 and they what drew with them in the return leg. It shows them in Europe in the Europa Conference League or whatever Europa League they're playing. Um second tier or third tier championship they're playing in European. Jose Mourinho, I don't think you have lost it, but get it together, brother, because this is not good enough. He gets a bug of the week for me. He gets a bug of the week for me. Um, come on, what do you have to say about what's going on with Jose? You have defended him to the death. Your assessment of what's going on with him at Roma. Well, you have to draw me on his boat. I've defended him. I mean, I love Jose because I he's a good um coach. Um, Roma started hot. Remember when everybody was saying that Tommy Abram is the next coming at Christ? He was scoring a hat hat trick, he was um getting involved, he was doing really well. But that's just always his it is football. Um, sometimes they're hot, sometimes they're not. Josie is complaining that the referee inserted himself in the game, but it's always somebody, um, you know, doing something to Josie. It's never Josie doing it to himself. But Roma have players. They have Mkhitaryan. They have, who else? Um, Tommy Abraham. Yeah, it sounds like he's, if you look at the 11 that he puts out constantly, they're really good on paper. So maybe there's something else going on there. But, Jose, I don't think he'll get fired um, right now. But I think he has until January to kind of right the ship. Right the ship. We'll get to coaches getting terminated. We'll watch the space at Rome and see what goes on with Jose, um, Jose Mourinho. All right, let's move to our football roundup because we don't have no time for years. And EPL table at international break. As Camon alluded to earlier, Chelsea sitting at the top. Um, Manchester City second along with West Ham tied on 23 points but the Manchester City um, have a superior goal difference your thoughts on the table at the international break uh, football family Do you want to go first? 
All right, Junior, your thoughts on the table at the international break here, the Manchester United fan. But overall, I mean, I know things are not great at Old Trafford, but overall, you're a big takeaway from the, the table. Oh, overall, overall is um, the EPL is getting very close to being like the NFL in terms of, of, of structure, in terms of, um, in terms of parity, in terms of much must watch TV daily, right? And I, I, I love where the table is. I love where the teams are. You can't, you can't sit down and watch a Premier League game, and not because of this weekend's results. You can't watch a Premier League game. I honestly don't know how the games are going to turn out. That's why betting is up. That's why that's why that's why that's why you have a lot of a lot of even bets going on. It's good for the league. The league is healthy. I love it. I love where we are right now. But I am worried that we might the Premier League might get a little bit too saturated and it might lose what have made it great. What have made it great. I guess everything has its time. They're doing exceptionally well now. Come on. Chelsea's at the summit at the break, the last break. I think you guys were also at the summit. And of course, things change. Norwich things, some things don't change. Norwich still at the bottom. I am disappointed because we could have been five points clear of Manchester City. And I think we dropped the ball when it when, when it comes to um, moving clear top of the table. Yes, Chelsea still has a good side. Um, I think, you know, we, we, we didn't concede for a long time and then we allowed, it's just like, we talk about the bottom, the, the bottom feeders, right? The, the, the Burnleys and the Norwich or whatever. They seem to play the big side them, let them have something to prove. So we're always wary of them. And I think TT kind of underestimated Burnley and Burnley kind of surprised us. So we can't ask anything else. We're at the top of the table going into the break. Um, players will get, you know, who are not involved in international play will get well rested um, for the, the, the next round of, of games coming up. So I do think we're in a good position. We can't afford to drop any more points. Um, you know, it, it's in our hands. We have to continue winning our games and extend that lead to give us that cushion. And then we will win the trophy at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, two big winners for me at, at this um since the last international break arsenal and west ham of course chelsea is still a standard beer based on sitting at the summit but arsenal and west ham the two big winners since the last international break um let's take a look at the results and more importantly talk about this weekend's result and the manchester derby was a big game of the weekend it was a one-sided affair uh junior you are the manchester uh, united fan um Get your five seconds in, brother. I just think Pep is the biggest a-hole in football history. <laughs> okay, elaborate, because now it's not going to have five seconds. As Ole did Tottenham fans a favor and kick out Nuno, right? Why Pep couldn't return the favor to my new fans and kick out Ole? At the end of the day, Pep was playing chess on a checkers board. There's a reason why he didn't make that but no substitution at all, right? Yes. Yes, no right, no substitution used. No substitution. You know why? I am not going to put on a player that is hungry to break into the starting level. Because I don't want him to score. 
And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm being a hundred percent honest. Man U is Man City's biggest rival. For Man City to stay where they are, you don't let a better coach go to Manchester United. 2-0 is not that bad of a scoreline. But if you watch the game, it could have been 6-7-8 if Pep wanted to. That game, big up to Mark Goldbridge. Goldbridge said it looked like a testimonial. It looked like City. And that is true. You could tell Pep literally look at the man and say, score early and get the game done with and let's just kill the game. Yeah. Uh, come on, when asked about why didn't he make a sub, Pep said, well, to paraphrase, we're up 2-0. What do you want? What, ex- what else? <laughs> what else? Um, your thoughts on the Manchester derby, come on. I think Pep, as Juna said, he was just an a-hole because <laughs> you make substitutions even when you're up. So I don't, I don't you know, I, that answer was just, he was just being cheeky. Um, I think he, he figured that the players on the pitch were good enough to continue to manhandle um, Manchester United. The players didn't look like they even burst a sweat. Nobody wanted to drink any Gatorade come halftime. Because that's how they had um, Manchester United. They, man, you look like they didn't want to play yesterday. You know, like they didn't want to be there. Like, like they said, like, you know what? This is the weekend. We really need to get Ole fired. Something like that. Um, but... To be fair, Manchester City really played good football. It does not, you know, make it all about Man U losing. We have to make it Man City winning as well. And Man City deserved the, the victory that they got. The own goal was unfortunate, as I said, because Eric has been, you know, covering the back kind of good issue Manchester United since he has been back. Um, so it was just unfortunate. But I'm telling you, Bernardo Silva, I think. He has been what the player of the match, I think, for the past two matches that he has played, and we can see why. Yeah. I mean, he's you know the the old foot is, and for you to have um Bernardo Silva really show the weaknesses, you must know, and it was evident because Cristiano Ronaldo was clearly frustrated, and I think one of these games he's just going to lose his head completely and get a straight red. Yeah, uh, Bernardo Silva, ball, a very good game from, um, from Man City. Uh, football family, you're listening to Ball Chat, are you joining Ball Chat? Up the um, like, smash the like button, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. We're taking a look at the Manchester Derby. Um, Jack Grealish was left out. We're going to put a bow on this. We don't want to talk a lot about Manchester United. It's been discussed in so many other outlets, so many uh, spaces. Um, ask about Jack Grealish. Pep said he didn't start Grealish because, you know, speaking to Sky Sports, he says we want a left foot on the left side and a right foot on the right side. Um, is this Man City's best team without Jack Grealish, the team that he started yesterday? I think so. And without Ryan, <laughs> we don't want to make us them near me. But, but as I said, we don't want to make it about Manchester United and they played, they played crappy. Um, but Manchester City looked good, you know, with the personnel on the pitch. And remember, Manu is no slouch. So that's not evil. Never, never stop being, you know, um, facetious. Manchester United, is, there are no slouches. So I think Man City really looked good yesterday. And I think this is the lineup that Pep should say. 
Big up to Bruce. Bruce Farrell says recent Dean Simit recent form was suckable. We'll get to Dean Simit in a minute to discuss his, his outing at Villa Park and and who they will potentially bring in. Just taking a look at the Manchester Derby. Junior, you put the ball on this. You're the Manchester United fan. Um, your final takeaway from the Manchester Derby and 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 does Ole continue at the wheel here? It was it was another Saturday morning game for Man City early 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 kickoff, and for Man United, it, it's another it's another stressful day for for the PR staff and the PR room uh-huh. to try to put a positive spin on what is going on. For Ole, look, everybody looked last week. Everybody said, "Oh, this is do or die." Remember this? Oh, this is the most difficult yeah. stretch, stretch yeah. for Ole. Blah 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 blah. Well, he has one draw. Yeah, yeah. So, and the reports were um, he got what technically three games, right? Some some people were saying the the the, the city, the Manchester derby, the Atalanta game, and of course the Spurs game, right? And, and overall, is what nine two aggregate? Oh, if 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 we scored three against Spurs, so nine five over that, you you you're down nine five. You you win one, draw one. Get embarrassed twice at home. You, you, you have how much hundreds of thousands of pounds sitting on the bench while while you play Macford in the midfield. What let me say is the worst day for the PR staff. Hats off to the PR people that have to send out the, the tweets. We're gonna try harder next week. Good luck. Good luck. Um, does any any one of you guys see Ole continuing through the, this international break? There's an international break, two weeks. Does Manchester United change course here? You know, let, 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 let me say this first, come on. No. Okay. And as a Manchester United fan, it pains me to say it. No, they're not going to fire Ole. The only, re- only way they're going to fire Ole is if Alex Ferguson is going to come down out the stands and, and be an interim manager for the rest, rest of the season. Okay. And Man U fans don't think I'm crazy. Hear the logic. This is Ed Woodward's last season in charge, right? You, he's not going to make a permanent signing of a coach in his last year of his tenure to hand off to, the, to, his, to his successor. No, that's not good marketing sense. He, he's always going to stick around till the end of the season. He's not going anywhere unless Manu really wet the bed and leave them with no choice. But he's gone at the end of the season. That new what director or whatever Woodward is, that person, there's no way He's going to hitch his wagon to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. So he's probably, they probably already know who the next manager is already. Okay, come on. Um, do you think Ole survives the international break? I think so. Okay. I mean, I, I, think, I think he will. Okay. Speaking of managers joining new teams, Antonio Conte, we spoke about this last week, 18 months uh, contract at Spurs. He says, quote, it's a big challenge. No, it, actually, that's not Conte. That's Shabu. We'll get to that in a second. Um, Conte says, quote, breathe a winning mentality, end quote, at Spurs. He wants to tell these players that they need to breathe a winning mentality. Um, 18 months, somewhere in the vicinity of 13 million pounds a year uh, for Antonio Conte. He's had two games on the bench so far. Early signs from Conte's um, tenure at Spurs. Come on. Listen, Spurs, I don't know who would take a, a um, Spurs job. I mean, like, if you're in there just for the money. No, I mean, like, 
we can say whatever we want to say, but it is not a coaching problem. It's really and truly not. It is a it is a Tottenham Spurs personnel like players. They're just not good enough, and and they keep they keep itching the wagon to Hurricane. Hurricane has been poor all season, and we're heading into half of the season. We haven't seen anything from Hurricane. When is he going to turn up? What is it going to take that no other coach could do for me in the first half? For Conte to magically, me and you know that Conte is a hearted. And I'm just looking forward to the, the, the press release, the press conference that he has after the games when he loses. I'm like, Tottenham is just not ready. And it's not a coaching issue, it's a people issue. And until they go out there, until leave, go out there and spend some money and bring in some good players, it's not going to work. So yeah. Kante can come in with his pedigree, but the players have no pedigree. Yeah, yeah. Um, football, new football director, Tottenham, Paratici, and uh, Kante work together at Juventus, so maybe they can ready the ship. T continuing our roundup, um, our EPL roundup, Dean Simmet is out. At Villa, um, shockwaves went across the football world. Um, your thoughts on this firing? Junior spoke about it earlier. Um, and who, who, who are the potential candidates? Do you think that might get this Villa job now in, in international break? Who, who would want all the Villa work to? I mean, like Villa is a glorified championship um, level team. It does not. Jamaicans can be upset. Our one upset. They, I think they should go back for a piece of the Jack Goodish money. Um, you know, go, and, back, and go back to you, who, who they already get the money, money. but, <laughs> but uh, that's what they are as a good fit just to give them a piece of the money because I think one of the reasons why Dean Smith was fired, yes, the performance, the runner form has been poor, but I think that the spending was not what people expected. So they're saying that you sold a Porsche instead of buying another vehicle in the Porsche category, you go there you buy a ladder. I mean not to call Leon Bailey and, and, and the others ladder. Um because if you look at at Aston Villa, the quality of play is the same. Remember we were saying with all these players they look good on paper. But once you put them on the pitch, it was like, you know, and and and, and I, I see Craig going around, you know, throwing him words, defending Leon. But Craig, listen, you have to be able to take it when Leon have a wonderful game and everybody's on his dark stuff and talking about everything. You have to be, but when he has a poor game, it, it's football. So, I mean, like, this is not Germany where the Germans are polite. This is England where they have the rowdiest football fans. And yes, they're going in on Leon, but Leon is not the only person on the pitch. He had a poor game. So did everybody on Ever on Aston Villa had a poor game. It's just that they, with the expectations, um, people are just expecting a bit more. <laughs> Who never knows that Leon Bailey don't defend? Who? If you're watching if you're watching other games, you could tell this. So what what is it? Is it, is it not breaking news? But the fact is. Aston Villa overall, they're poor. It's not one person, not one player. It's not Leon Bailey. It's not his fault. 
um, and we can't really put it on Dean Smith because on paper, he's supposed to have a good enough squad. It, it is so bad because we really don't, we said Jack Greenish is Aston Villa level, Aston Villa quality, right? And it is so sad when you take away one man off a team and bring in four or five players and they still cannot give us the effect that Jack Grealish, you know, has. So I think that was um, what kind of doomed Dean Smith because you got all this money. Not even Arsenal get so much money. Who wants to get so much money? Chelsea get money? Yeah, we get money. We also get money. West Ham not get them breed of money there. Crystal Palace get them breed of money there. Burnley, Brentford don't get this breed of money. Aston Villa got a hundred mil and yet you are struggling to string some passes together and actually get results. So, you know, it, it is bad. It is a, a job. It is a job where a coach's lifespan is short. And I just didn't expect them to fire Dean Smith because they know the kind of person that he is, the kind of coach he is. And Aston Villa is, let us be fair, they're a mid to bottom um, table team. Table team. Um, football family, welcome to Ball Chat. Really appreciate you for, for taking the time to join us. We're discussing um, some of the major news in the world of football. We're talking about um, uh, Villa looking for a new coach. Dean Simmons is out. Smash the like button, family, and go ahead and subscribe to Ball Chat YouTube page. Um, Aston Villa lost their last five games on a Dean Simmons. They have a goal difference of negative six. We're talking about managers that getting the... Uh, um, Junior, do you, you spoke about um, Dean Smith earlier. You want to add to that? Come on. I agree with what Come on, I've said, which is very rare. I agree with what <laughs> I've said. People, it, it's simple mats. Simple, simple mats. The year when, um, when Grealish was hurt, right? Yes, yes, yes. They were bottom feeders. Yeah, they weren't doing very well. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. So this year, you remove Grealish out of that same side and insert two or three or four ballers, and they are still bottom feeders. All of the Jamaican people out there, I'm going to say the thing that is probably unpopular for 50% of the football diaspora. Leon Bailey is not Jack Grealish level. He's not. So let us not sit here and think that, oh, Take out Jack Grealish and put in Leon Bailey and put in the next baller. Leon Bailey, a big baller. They're ready for take the next step. He's not. And it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a strike against them. It's not a strike against Butler and Phoenix Academy and your coaching style and whatever. There's nothing wrong with you just being a professional footballer, right? And that is what Aston Villa fans need to come to grips with. You have a team full of professional footballers. Now, Dean Smith is not a coach. Dean Smith is more like a man manager. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, I'm not bringing back to Manu, but I think Dean Smith and Ole, and I, I'm not going to put um, uh, my boy Odafti Nuno in that category. Dean Smith and Ole is very dependent on a big baller. He know, they know how to keep a locker room together, everybody, for the most part feel happy but x's and o's dean smith cannot do it okay yeah. so if, if he just got exposed yeah, yeah. Got exposed because pogba has been missing for the last three games in the epl okay. your two biggest games you're missing pogba you get demolished out the midfield it's the same thing happened to dean smith you start a season without your captain jack Grealish, who is not coming back 
and the fans now looking on the left side, last year would have been the number 10 with the, with the, with the short socks, with the ball on the left side. This year, what? Number 31 on the left side and not, and not producing the same level. It's obvious. It's simple, much. Um, Big up to Deshaun Davis. Deshaun Davis says um, Tanju and Dumbbelle uh, need to start more. This is a con uh, at, at Tottenham. It relates to um, Antonio Conte. Um, Conte says everyone is going to get their shot. I mean, whether it's Delhi Ali, uh, every, everyone is going to get their shot. If, if Ndombele wants to start, he's going to have to show Conte that he deserves to start. And when he starts, he's going to have to deliver. I mean, there's been questions about his work ethic, in-game commitment. So, he, you know, as we know for a Conte team, you have to commit to work on both sides of the ball. Done. What is the biggest news coming out of Tottenham? Yeah, Conte came with three fitness coaches. Yes, three fitness coaches. Every month I forget in shape. <laughs> um, continue the coaching carousel in the EPL. Eddie Howe is rumored to be on his way to Newcastle. Um, is it is it official? It's official. Yeah. Okay. So your your thoughts on Eddie Howe taking the ham? He was at the game yesterday. Um, your thoughts on Eddie Howe? I know you're a huge fan of Eddie. It's, I mean, he's talked about a lot in, in terms of, 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 of expectation. One of the I, young coaches. I think he's exactly what Newcastle needed. Now, and I'm not saying that he's no big-time coach. But look at Newcastle's former coaches. It's all old, old-fashioned white men, right? Insert Eddie Howe, who is younger a little bit more energetic and he kind of brings to Newcastle what I, I, I won't say what they are missing but a different voice a different a different idea a different a different style and looking at how Bournemouth played when Bournemouth was at their best and I don't think Eddie Howe's demise at Bournemouth is necessarily his fault I think Eddie Howe's demise is just he was there a year too long I was saying the year before he got fired him should I leave, right? I think Eddie Howe is a perfect side. I, th I actually think Miguel Almiron is going to thrive under Eddie Howe, in my opinion. Yeah, Eddie Howe. Um, come on, quickly, your thoughts on Eddie um, getting the, 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 the role at um, Newcastle. Junior, I'm still a white man. But anyway, um, <laughs> yes. so, yeah, he's 43 years old. Yes, um, I think Newcastle is um, his level. Bournemouth, Portsmouth, Swindon Town. Um, so, yes. So, I really think... No, I'm playing for those teams. Um, so, I think... And then he says he's an Everton fan too. So, that's going to be interesting. But I think... Newcastle is his level, you know, Bournemouth, Burnley, and him go back to Bournemouth twice. I guess they loved him. And I think he was one of the, the first coaches, I think, that they talked about. He took a pay cut because he's just that good of a person. So players, so they love him. They'll play for him. Newcastle have some quality. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see if he can bring that out um, of some of the players that they have. But Newcastle is a mid mid-level bottom tier of a team so good luck to him good, good luck to them all right uh, football family we see you running in see you running in family um come on your former coach um frank lampard is rumored to be one of the favorites for the norwich job as daniel fark is out 
your thoughts on, on, on potentially Lampard stepping in and um, Daniel Fark's tenure at Norwich? You, do you still think Norwich is a championship side? They won uh, yesterday. Mean, like, of course. No, I mean, Norwich should be the, the winner of the championship every year. I mean, like every year. And they just, just, just need to give up their spot to come to the Premier League because they're not that level. And so it's, it's funny. Um, there was this meme going around that, that when they fired <laughs> Nigel after they won, the meme that says, Norwich um, board says, we don't do that here. That means they don't win. So it's time for you to go. Because it's crazy. All those games he lost, and he beat a good yes, Redford and on the fire. I don't know why, because there's no coach that's going to come in that's going to turn Norwich around. They go out there and they buy the striker, Josh Sargent, the American. Them, them serious or them not serious? Uh, come on, some, so, of the, some of the listeners are listening to us on um, whatever the audio platform. They can't see that expression, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 yeah, so Norwich is not a serious side. We shouldn't take them seriously. The most they can hope for is not to be relegated, but they're just not English Premier League quality. They shouldn't have fired him. He's a good enough coach working with what he has. It's going to be interesting, though, if they're bringing a new coach and they're bringing new players to support the new philosophy. But Norwich isn't it. And to fire Nigel was just ridiculous and stupid, and I hope they owe him some money and he gets a big payout. As to Lampard, really? I don't get this. I don't get this fascination with Frank Lampard. He's an ordinary coach. Good player. I mean, I don't even know a good person, but ordinary coach. <laughs> no. Yeah. Whatever, man. Frank Lampard is, um, uh, some reports that he's one of the candidates. Uh, Steven Gerrard is supposed to be one of the candidates for that Aston Villa job, according to a couple of reports out there. Steven Gerrard is a Liverpool man. In yeah. fool, but in a full fool. It's like, why would you leave? Yes, the Scottish, the Scottish League probably boring. You win everything, whatever. Why would you leave a sure job? Because at this rate, Steven Gerrard, if you leave, you have to somebody to them fear, cut out somebody and walk and leave the job. There's no way on earth they're going to fire him. You come to Newcastle, where the players, them kind of DBDB and you, it, it is more competitive. Why? I wouldn't give a sure thing for something that is not sure. Stay away there, Steven Gerrard. Make full-full Frankie go. Um, Aston Villa is what? Some... All right, let's quickly get your thoughts on, on this weekend. I want, before we get to World Cup qualifiers coming down, um, West Ham defeated Liverpool. I want to hear your thoughts on Jurgen Klopp's comment after, comments after the game. He felt, you're the referee, you felt, he felt that Allison was impeded. And um, come on, take it away. Lisa, I, I like Klopp. But he has, I think, the, the win for Liverpool got to him head. This man get whiny. He complains all the time. I mean, like, him and, him and um, our boy Josie is the same thing. Wine, 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 wine. He needs some cheese with it. Um, <laughs> But listen, the goalkeeper, we talk about it. The goalkeeper is the most protected player on the pitch. We know this. Good players 
good defenders, they know to put themselves between the goalie and the opposing team, right? Liverpool yes. did not do that today. Nobody protected the goalkeeper from the other players. That being said, Allison did not have complete control of the ball, and the player, the West Ham player, had all right to challenge for that ball. If that's the case, if we're going to say a player cannot challenge the goalkeeper in the box for a header, I mean, that makes no sense. Your job is to out-jump every player, including the goalkeeper. And we're talking about impeding. They were both on the ground, came up the same time. What kind of impede? They jumped for it. He was in front of him. He did not push Allison. He didn't stumble. But Allison did not have to control the ball. So I don't agree with Klopp. I don't agree with anybody who says um, it was a foul on the goalkeeper. The player has all right to challenge for that ball. Yeah, big, big weekend um, for West Ham. Uh, Junior, any final thoughts on um, e this weekend's results in the EPL before we pivot away from the EPL? Chelsea's still sitting at the top and Norwich at the bottom as we go on the international break. I'm just going to say I told you so. Arsenal is yes. back. Yeah, Arsenal doing prop. What, what is it? Five game, uh, ten games on beaten run um, in all competition. I think they've won eight and what? You were saying, Junior? I'm not a big Arsenal fan, so I can't confirm the numbers. Here. Yeah, it's ten games on beaten run. Um, just to remind listeners, you know, uh, Chelsea's at the top, but one final news that happened this week. Come on, you're the Barcelona Football Club Barcelona fan. Um, if the winning starts again, I might jump back on the wagon. <laughs> no, we don't want you back over there. So listen, we are struggle. The army cancer. As I said before, we have to eradicate some of the players who are not contributing to Barcelona. And I'm not talking financially. Because if we're going to talk financially, we're going to stick with Pique for a long time. Because Pique is playing for free. So I don't get it. I don't want to talk about Barcelona. Them, them was a, them was a, wait, wait, call again. It was a vexation to my spirit and a hurting to my soul. I mean, I know how Junior feel. I know all my Arsenal fans them used to feel. I mean, this is sad. I don't know how Junior sleep at night. Barcelona came up as, as well. It's, it's rough. Junior, all right, since we don't, we don't want to hear the biased opinion from Camona as it pertains to Football Club Barcelona, let's get your thoughts on the appointment of Xavi Hernandez as the head coach. Reports are that Xavi actually paid part of his release clause from Al Sadd. Junior, your thoughts on Xavi. Xavi says, quote, it is a big challenge, but I am ready. End quote, Junior. Your thoughts. All right. Let, let, let reality set in now. This is a dumb hiring, but it is, it is a necessary hiring, all right? In a real world, forget about all the Barcelona Dolly House foolishness. Who, who do you think would have been the logical hiring for Barcelona? Forget about the timing. We have to talk about timing too. Who do you think is the most logical hiring for Barcelona right now? You go to the Netherlands and bring in the, the Ajax coach. Yeah. That is the obvious, this is the obvious signing. This is, this is, we bringing back total football, blah, 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 blah. It's obvious. The mere fact that Barcelona can't pull, and it would have been the obvious. Why name Ten Hag? Why name? Yeah, Ten Hag. Eric Ten Hag of Ajax, yeah. It, it, yo, oh, Marco van Basten company, blah, blah, blah. Following the footsteps of my great countryman. That is 
obvious, but they don't have the money to make the signings. So what them do? You go for the former player and pretty it up as much as you want. What you can put, you can put lipstick for the pig as much as you want. <laughs> Rasta man, bonfire for pork. I'm going to bonfire for that stupid signing, but it's necessary. Now, if Barcelona was serious about fixing their reputation and not having knee-jerk reaction, you bring up whoever is leading the team, the kid ranks. Say, yo, forward, run the side for the rest of the year. People, or the Giwabli, we're going to figure it out by the end of the season. But you're bringing Xavi right now, and he's hoping against hope that Xavi will somehow work out for now. That's what Barcelona is doing right now. It is very Ole like. Oh, God. Any chance to insert Manchester United and Football Club Barcelona? Come on. Um, you're good. <laughs> Come on. Um, you don't want to chime in for the biased views. I mean, Xavi comes in with this idea of bring back uh, the Cruyff mentality, Cruyff philosophy back to Football Club Barcelona. Look here. Without the pre- We're going back to this again. You can change the players, you can change the coach how many times. But if you have a certain set of players who do not fit the philosophy, are not good, what are you going to do? What am I going to do with a man like Brockwood when him come up from half an injury? What am I going to do with all him? What am I going to do with all PK and Busquets? I mean, they're friends, they're ex-teammates. What is he going to do? Is he going to look at PK and say, listen, my brethren, you're not good enough anymore. I have to bench you. Will that fly? I want to see what he is going to do. I mean, but if not, it's the same business as usual. Tiki tacky football don't work again. No. I have to be able to move with the time. All right, yeah. football family, let's move to discuss football in our own backyard. We finally got. Yeah, go ahead, Junior. I'm over time this week, but I don't have done for the whole lot. Hear this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hear this. Hear this. Let me show you the difference between a coach and a man manager. They, Barcelona, Barcelona is hoping that Xavi is a coach and that a man manager. That's what Camon just said, right? In her mm-hmm. own Barcelona bias way. Look <laughs> at how Tottenham played today versus Everton. Sure, it's just Everton. Blah, 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 blah. But we sit down here and laugh at Eric Dyer every week, right? And we hear what the commentators said prior, prior to the game today is Antonio Conte's practices are so boring. They go over simple scenarios and rivet it into the players' heads, right? In one coaching session, Tottenham came out and looked a million times different than, than they look under Nuno, right? They play 3-4-3, which is completely different formation. And in one training session, they actually look competent on the defensive side, right? Put Teg Hag in a Barcelona right now. Barcelona look different tomorrow. PK look like a sensible defender because you have a real coach. Is Xavi a real coach? We will see. But that will be the real testament. Yeah, at the, at the international break, Barcelona sitting in ninth position in La Liga. Uh, Real Sociedad is leading the table. Let's discuss football in our own backyard um, as we head home. We're getting ready for World Cup qualifiers, but a bit of concerning news that happened this week or recently. 
is the suspension of one Mr. Hubert Busby. There's been reports that the Reggae Girls is looking for a manager. So we'll get official confirm. Is that official yet? Come on. Are they really looking for a manager? Yeah, 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 you did not see the PR person. Remember, I said Earl Bailey yes. is the PR person for the. So it was just so. Can I say tacky? Uh, use your own words, come on. That's you. <laughs> I mean, like it was so tacky. I mean, like the JSF did not even put it on their web page, not on their. You know, it's like. I don't get it. I mean, I try to figure out. If we ever see a PR person for a, 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 a country, a federation tweet, the JFF is, is looking for um, a coach to lead the girls to the, to, to the World Cup. Um, please apply. So, uh, so let's give a little bit of background to the football family. I mean, I'm sure if you follow reggae girls football or Jamaican football, you're well aware by now. The tweet that Kamon is speaking of, Coach... Um, Coach uh, the, Hubert Busby, former Reggae Girls head coach, Hubert Busby was suspended after an allegation of sexual misconduct in an article by Matthew Hall of The Guardian. He spoke to Mallory Enoch, um, who was a former player at the Vancouver Wildcats, who went in details about some things where allegedly gone. Um, uh, press officer Earl Bailey tweeted recently, think you have what it takes to coach the Reggae Girls? and qualify them for the world cup the jff is accepting applications go girls um before we get into this this thing about the the next the the next coach of the reggae girls any thoughts on these allegations of course uh former reggae girls coach uh hubert busby has denied these allegations the mls has just opened an investigation but your thoughts these were kind of far-reaching in, in the sense of what was alleged in this this article by Mallory Enoch. Benton, the, 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 the point that people must really focus on is this. In response to Enoch and concerns raised by other players at the time, other players, not just her, the Whitecaps, the Vancouver Whitecaps, conducted an investigation of its own before quietly dismissing Busby in October 2011. Uh, when, I mean, when, when, when people are saying, oh, why is it coming up now 10 years later? Because female players do not want to play for him. Maybe they did not hear about it before. Maybe them does hear about it. Maybe somebody tells somebody and the woman them said don't want to play for him and somebody put it out there forget it in the pot but remember he was dismissed by the vancouver what in 2011. okay we don't need to hear nothing more we don't have to talk about why it is a come back up we don't have to talk about none of us now fifa is investigating mls and so it's, it's, it's so now they're saying that the organization don't protect women you know why they say that because the players were asked not to speak of the situation publicly so the white caps basically sweep it underneath the rug and know that it's out in the public now mls is wondering why they never know fifa want to know why is it that this happened and he was allowed to be in charge of women because he was responsible for the program yeah. so my other question is this the jff you know them 
school of coaches don't have nobody where can coach them you have to go on Twitter and put on what a box yo <laughs> those are the views that come with jfm we love you know we love you know <laughs> we don't want box you know we, we don't want Zayf we don't want Zayf to coach them <laughs> we, let's put it out there we don't want Zayf and gilbert coach the woman them uh, come on, it's definitely again, Xavier Gilbert. Uh, Junior, um, your thoughts on this football family? There's a lot going on. As come on, just overview what going on with this uh, Hubert Busby. There's a lot to unpack here. Um, but yeah, she's on point. I mean, MLS is now conducting an investigation. They, they, allegedly, Mother Enoch says she did not get one-on-one -on -one treatment. The coach picked her up from the airport. <laughs> what kind of scouting thing that Junior, your thoughts? Allegedly, of course. Is is it look they we can give you the Jamaican perspective, I can give you the American perspective. The oh, American give me a junior perspective. Here we go, here we go. It's valid. The American perspective is simple. Somebody dropped the ball because them and Busby are friend and you, you, you sweep it under the rug and this pile just grow and grow and grow like a volcano till it erupt, right? And right now, I guarantee somewhere in the United States, you have a bag of people bleaching and scouring records, scouring emails, blah, 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 trying to hide this, right? And by the way, it's illegal if it, if it damage, tarnish evidence now. So... <laughs> But we know we know that we don't, we don't we want to make sure it's that these are all hey yo hey hey football family uh, sending emails to junior you know but this is 10 years ago there's somebody sitting down thinking to themselves right now like yo when did they do this for busby was i helping him cover up how is this going to look we didn't we in the, we in the midst of the me too movement but career is at stake that's the american side the jamaican side you see the reaction from the gff to this it's not like the girls that are going to play one tournament tomorrow and them in the midst of preparation and oh my God, we need to figure something out. No. He have a little allegation to come out, send the man pan leave and say we're going to figure this thing out. Nobody come back to we'll figure this out. But the Jamaican perspective and as a man, I'm going to say this because I am, I am a father of a girl. I'm a father of a daughter. I have mothers, aunties, we have a sister, we have female cousins. The whole we do, right? This is the poor treatment of women in our Jamaican society rearing its big, ugly head. Because guess what? What they did in Vancouver, we are seeing the GFF trying to do it right now, trying to sweep this under the rug, because I guarantee somebody in that GFF office knows about Busby. I guarantee somebody in that gff office right now have some inappropriate conversation with busby about the girl them who brown skin who this who that that's the reality of the conversation right now the, look it is what it is you see what i said innocent until proven guilty i'm a hundred percent for that but nobody come to me say bill Cosby innocent so nobody <laughs> come to me say busby innocent and if, and if we're going to assume that Bosby is guilty and him can run in a GFF and like come on say coach for free, for free, there is no free. So him have some other ways of getting fame money or fame benefits. That is just the reality right now. 
So the man come to more the patriotism. But yeah, let me move on to Jamaica versus El Salvador. Me don't want a Jamaican idiot man them would say, Oh, you idiot, you man them this move up for yourself. Before this came out, I got the message from that was sent from a player who is currently in the women's squad. So they are aware, they know. And as a female, I would not want to play for a coach like that. He may be a good person, but let's not take it away from him. He may be a nice person, a good coach. But and, and it's not even a me too, because it was 2011, right? And they're saying it's not the first time, allegedly. So, you know, I, I, it is just, it is sad to say, and the JFF, the JFF, they are a part of this as well, because they have, they, they knew about it. You have had to do, done your due, your due diligence to bring in a coach to lead your women. And I mean, you know about it. So. Um, it is what it is. Uh, we're football family again. Earl Bailey, press officer for the JFF, tweeted out if you quote think you have what it takes to coach the reggae girls and qualify for the for the World Cup, the JFF is accepting an application. Go girls! And so to that end, Coach Hubert Busby is out, and we'll see how this run its course. We don't know if him out. Stop it! They didn't say that. They said. Yes, him. yes. He, and, can, and, he, can, he can be an advisor or he can be an assistant coach or part of the technical. So he is done out. Yes. But this is where I come from. I argue about it. If the JFF you just go ahead and include Oman in a them program, you have the man them the man them assistant and head coach. When you have the woman them where you can bring in, but we should have one, one, one woman as his assistant so they could move yo. You, uh, uh, uh let's let's uh, 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 let's let's kind of get to world cup qualifiers <laughs> yeah go ahead junior remember the woman when that carrying for free and when i was sitting here on the show the, the american blonde woman remember um, the woman? Uh, you're talking about taylor consultant taylor whoever she want here Miss taylor. and when me sit on your son say yo something look fishy outside those are the views of junior pringle not the views of ball chat where the, the views are you Funny, I'm, yes, I am wrong. We don't know if um, Busby is out. We will wait the official verdict from the JFF. Um, we know that he's suspended. According to Earl Bailey, they're looking for a coach. So we'll watch the space and see what, 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 go, what happens. According to Dalton Wynn, they requested FIFA help to do an investigation in the case for what? Transparency, right? <laughs> Whatever. All right, let's look at um, CONCACAF World Cup boy, um, qualifiers coming on the pipe and get ready for the reggae boys plays uh, El Salvador this Friday. Madness start again as reggae boys look to book their way to Qatar 2022. The lay of the land in CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers. The boys sitting in sixth position. Central America has been a good place for the reggae boys so far in this qualification. 
your thoughts, football fam. We take a look at the squad. Come on, you ready? Junior, you ready? Ready for? What do you mean, ready for? I want to you. All right, you know what, Junior, you ready? Because, come on, wasn't hype last time when we played Honduras. We defeated Honduras, what, 2-0? After you and Junior and I was here playing Garnet Silk and praying, all right? Junior, you ready for this? What's your, what's your uh, outlook for this uh, match day coming up for the reggae boys? Oh, I am so worried about this game because it's supposed to be an easy three points to Jamaica. But we're so fool-fool as an organization. We're going to think uh, the two love will beat Honduras. Bring in the big guns them now. The big guns them forward and come beat up El Salvador. I will forget what got us here, right? Jamaica should win, and that is concerning to me. I, I'm just, I'm, I just don't trust them. I don't trust them. Mexico sitting on 14 points. United States 11, Canada 10, Panama 8, Costa Rica 6, Jamaica and El Salvador both on 5 points. Jamaica has a notch above them based on goal difference. Honduras at the bottom of the table. They've since sacked their coach. Come on, let's take a look at the squad. Um, your thoughts on the Reggae Boys squad, of course. The huge suspect in goal. So um, they've replaced one of the goalkeeper, right? Because of injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dylan Barnes is out and they bring him to Ed Miller. But anyways, um, he might not even get to play one minute. Because as long as Andre Blake is, is healthy, you know, who in goal. Um, we're top heavy. We have a whole bunch of strikers. But you know I'm going to use Corey Burke as a defensive striker. Corey Burke is going to do everything except the goalkeeper. So. Um, is it, is it, is it, is it, I, I am just so surprised though. It's like Pinnock was in the axe. Where's Ethan Pinnock injured? Ethan Pinnock didn't play 90 minutes. Um, um, what did he play yesterday? Yesterday against Brent Norwich, Norwich. yeah, uh, I guess so. Not, so. 100% healthy for, for Brentford, but him injured 100% injured when it comes. Man, no one play for Jamaica. Don't call him back, that's an idiot. Don't call him back, coach with more. Him don't want to play. Looking at the squad, you have Junior Flemings, Corey Berg, Javon East, Shamar Nicholson, Andre Gray is also injured. So Javian Brown came in for him. Mikel Antonio came on roof. Leon Bailey um, makes his return to the squad. In midfield, Anthony Grant, Ravel Morrison made his return to the squad. Come on. Your ball and forward back again, Ravel Morrison. Devon Williams, Javon Watson. Lamar Walker, uh, Bobby Reed. An apology. <laughs> my, my apologies. My apologies. Uh, Lamar Walker, Bobby Reed. And in defense, Liam Moore returns. Mariapa, Damian Lowe, Kamara Lawrence, Fisher, Gregory Lee. Um, Lee gets his call. Alvas Powell back again. Your family. Yes, go ahead. So Alvas are injured. How many minutes Alvas played from the last time we saw him um, coming off the, the picture that Hampstead injured? Yo, JFF. Yeah, we're lively up in the seven. We have World Cup qualifiers coming up this Friday. Reggae boys against El Salvador. We need a victory. Junior, you yeah. said we're supposed to win. El Salvador has been playing. Uh, they played a friendly game against uh, Bolivia recently. Uh, come on, your thoughts and it, on... and it and it ended zero zero. I go to never brave the pool and go down a DC go watch it become a fight them. It was a terrible game. If we can't beat El Salvador, we must stay where we are. Because if we can't beat El because El Salvador looks to go terrible. If we can't beat them, 
with a stay at home. Um, yeah. and so we played El Salvador on November 12th and on November 16th. Away! Yeah. Away! Yes. That's important. Stay away! Yes, yes. Well, thank you, family. We, we go to El Salvador on November 12th. Um, and then we at home, we host the U.S. And yep. fans fully vaccinated, what? How many fans will be in the stands? 5,000 people in the stand. Um, hold on, hold on. 5,000 people allowed. Not in the stands. 5,000 over people. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Go ahead, Junior. God, I like said fans are clamoring to get these tickets. But they actually, they actually are. All right, so are. the tickets are sold out. Okay. Um, excuse me. The tickets are not start sale. First, they were supposed to get their tickets after they registered. Got approved through the app. They were supposed to get it within forty-eight hours. Now they're saying Tuesday tickets will be on sale. So tickets not ready. Tickets not start sale yet. So, but hear this, hear this scenario. Hear this scenario real quick. Jamaica plays El Salvador. The U.S. plays Mexico in America, right? Mm. U.S. can lose to Mexico, right? If the United States lose to Mexico and Jamaica beat El Salvador, that game, Jamaica versus the United States, if Jamaica was to slip, trip, fall, and beat America, we will be tied on point to the United States, only behind on goal difference. So I'm just showing the gravity of that game and how much Jamaica have to take care of them business Friday to make even that game even be so big because that scenario will scare the bejesus out of Alexi Lalas and, and, that, and that staff that's sitting down previewing the games. Them know Mexico going to be a difficult game. Yes, America can beat Mexico. Yes, America can even draw with Mexico. Fine. But even if them draw with Mexico, losing to Jamaica, if Jamaica beat El Salvador, will put Jamaica only one point behind the United States. You think you think this game big? Wait till Tuesday if Jamaica take care of business Friday. So... On the tour, like you work with it, like you work with a JFC with JFF card that's done like a promo a while ago. Buy your tickets, people. 5,000 people alone, only alone in the the stadium. And guess what? You get the Busby bobblehead night. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You're gone too far now, family. (laughs) Gone too far. Conquer Calf World Cup qualifiers November 12th, Honduras versus Panama, Canada versus Costa Rica. USA versus Mexico, El Salvador versus Jamaica. Um, we will do a watch along. And then on, on um, the 16th, you have Jamaica versus USA, as Junior spoke about, Costa Rica versus Honduras, Panama versus El Salvador, Canada versus Mexico. Uh, big, big games. I mean, Jamaica still somewhat control their destiny, right? In this, in this, in this road to Qatar, right? Yes. Yeah. And they, and I can arguably say they have the easiest road, one of the easiest roads, because Honduras have to come to Jamaica. Yes. Uh, Mexico have to come to Jamaica. Um, Canada, we have to go to Canada. We have to go right? to Canada. Um, yeah. So that that you know, of course, El Salvador still have to go to Jamaica for that return leg. Um, Which is a win. So that's easy three now, points. Now, so football family, I think we're are we just dismissing El Salvador? Didn't we see 
did we watch them against Mexico in the last round? And, and is, you know, because they're playing at home, of course, El Salvador cannot have fans behind the goal, right, family? For this upcoming fixture. All right, but, 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 but I watched the, the El Salvador versus Bolivia. We're okay. Uh, so the, the, the friendly against Bolivia and the game against Mexico is, was it the reflection of the CM El Salvador team? Because I thought yes. they were exceptional against Mexico. I, the same, I think, I think one of the things I say El Salvador is that they're quick. They're a little bit technical. Um, they're skillful, so it's not kick and run. So you, you know, you see like a passing movement. So you see those things. The finishing is a lot to be desired. So all we have to do is we're physical, we're fast, and we're strong. Um, El Salvador, are particularly strong. They tip over real easily, right? Yeah. So if we cannot handle, our, as I said, destiny in our hands, handle our business, put the ball in the back of the net, we'll be okay. Jamaica versus El Salvador in El Salvador. Ball chat watch along this Friday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ready for the reggae boys deal with that thing. Um, come on, let's get ready for yard ballers. Do you have any final say on CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers uh, match day coming up? Any final no, say after, before we go no, to yard ballers? No, after the game, we'll know which part with it. And just to remind listeners how the standings look heading into um this 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 uh friday this match day seven mexico on seven us 11 canada 10 panama 8 costa rica 6 jamaica and el salvador both tied on five points jamaica has a superior goal difference honduras at the bottom um ready up friday let's get the yard ballers let's wrap up the show oh, no ready up come on yard ballers highlight in jamaican football all right, so Lamar Walker and Speedy Williams will be well-rested for the World Cup qualification with Jamaica because they were eliminated from the U.S. playoffs by Louisville 1-0 scoreline. Darren Mattox and Kevin Lambert were also eliminated in a thrilling penalty shootout last night in the U.S. playoffs were so good. Nico Brett will be the lone Jamaican playing for Birmingham after Junior Fleming was named in the World Cup squad, uh, World Cup qualification squad with Jamaica. Birmingham advanced due to multiple COVID tests on the Pittsburgh Riverhound team. The COVID mishap ended Canada Forbes, Forbes USL season, and Birmingham plays Tampa Bay Rowdies, who are the favorites. They beat Smuddy 2-6-2 yesterday as well. Then Kelly and Charlotte Independence will meet Louisville in the playoffs, um, um, semifinals. Um, these games were played on November 13th. As I said, Ethan Pinnock seems to be 100% fit for Brentford, but he's only injured when he should play for Jamaica. Boo. Andre Gray and Dylan Barnes have been replaced by Javain Brown and Wayne Miller in the RB squad to play El Salvador in USA later this month. Leon Bailey and Aston Villa had a terrible game, but I mean, like, it's Aston Villa. And I was really surprised, though, that it fired Dean Smith. It was really crazy. Shamar Nicholson and his team suffered a 4-0 defeat. Manchester City women beat Leicester City women 4-1. Um, I think Bonnie Shaw is injured, so she did not feature in that match. And Michael Seaton scored another goal in his team's 2-2 tie. He's now eight goals, three assists in 11 matches. That's my yard ball up for today. Big up, big up, Michael. Big up, big up, big up to the family, Michael. Big up yourself. Go on, score the goals, them. Yo, hey family, you know, a Friday again, and I'm ready for CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers.
El Salvador versus the Reggae Boys. Junior, you ready for the rum and coke again Friday? Yeah, let me get an extra bottle of rum right now. 21% of Man United's home defeats in Premier League history have come under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Are you are forward with that foolish you said. Do you have any other comments where you want to highlight from the football fans? Why? <laughs> Yo, football family, thank you for joining us. Please subscribe to the channel. Subscribe. Smash the like button. Subscribe to Ball Chat YouTube page. Subscribe to wherever you're watching us. We're on Instagram at Ball Chat Podcast. We're on Twitter at Ball Chat One. We're on Facebook at Ball Chat. Friday again, we have CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers. Watch along. Jamaica versus El Salvador. 8.30 Eastern. Yo, look more Jamai Chelsea. Man said Chelsea are champion. Big up yourself, family. Look more. Come on. All right, bye.